We'll begin this morning by looking at just two verses in the book of Ephesians, chapter 5. We'll look at verses 19 and 20. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. This morning, with the Lord's help, I'd like us to consider the importance of gratitude. You know, when you think about the Christian virtues mentioned in God's Word, you may wonder where gratitude falls on that list. I believe, really, gratitude should be at the top of the list. Try practicing the other fruits of the Spirit without it and see how well that goes. Is it possible to have faith and to be ungrateful? You know, faith is born out of an appreciation for what the Lord has already done. So we can see it's hard to separate the the two. Uh, Things like love. Can you be loving without a heart of gratitude? How about joy? You ever met a joyful person that was disgruntled at the same time? It doesn't work too well. Peace. Can you have peace without gratitude and thankfulness? I don't believe so. The opposite of peace is discontentment, which is a result of being unthankful. So we can see really every virtue divorced from gratitude is really worthless. It's impossible to really have all of the fruits of the Spirit without first having a grateful heart. The Word of God tells us that gratitude is good for our health. Proverbs 17.22 says that a merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit drieth the bones. You know, gratitude for a Christian is more than just an occasional expression or a sentiment. Really, gratitude should be a lifestyle for the Christian In our text there, Apostle Paul wrote that always and for all things we should be grateful. It's interesting when you consider where Paul wrote this letter. He was actually writing this from prison. But he had learned the key to truly being content in every situation and circumstance in life, you know, That's a pretty tall order, really. It says, in all things, for all things, you know, you'll find in life, you'll have plenty of opportunities to prove that, to put that to the test. How do we feel about the inconveniences that come our way? You know, I had an opportunity even this morning to put this verse to the test. I wasn't supposed to preach this morning. I got a call about 9 o'clock or so from our visiting minister saying he was broke down on the side of the road. My first reaction was, well, praise the Lord. I I didn't feel that way. I'll be honest. I kind of went into panic mode. But I got to thinking about it later. You know, I'm thankful I wasn't the one broken down on the side of the road. Thank the Lord he just texted before, just a few minutes before he's back on the road. But I got to thinking, I'm thankful I can walk to church. I only live two doors down. I thought about my commute to work now. 
right across the street. I used to have to drive a couple of hours a day to get to work, and now I can walk to work. So uh, really, I want to try to practice what I'm going to try to preach here. It's not always easy, but it says, in all things, for all things. You know, you may be wondering, well, what kind of things should I be grateful for? Well, the Word of God gives us a list, so we'll look at four biblical reasons to be thankful if you turn to Psalm chapter, I'm sorry, chapter 136, Psalm 136. Look at four reasons to be thankful. The first verse there, it says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Two reasons right there. God's goodness and God's mercy. God is good. All the time. We may not always feel that way. Maybe we have disappointments and struggles and trials in life, but we must remember God is always good. Even in the difficult circumstances in life, maybe if you've looked back on this last year and there's been some setbacks or some disappointments, certainly you can still think of times when God was good to you. Here we are today. Uh, looking forward at the Lord should tarry to a brand new year. But God is good, you know, even in affliction. God is good. The psalmist said, It was good for me to be afflicted that I might learn thy statutes. So even in affliction, the psalmist was able to say, God in his goodness allowed these difficult things to happen to bring me back to that place I need to be so we can thank God for his goodness. You know, we can thank God that he remembers us when we're discouraged. Verse 23 of that same chapter says, He remembered us in our lowest state, for his mercy endureth forever. It's wonderful when we realize that Jesus Christ subjected himself to all of the same trials, all the same struggles that we face in life. And he, he came as a man and he walked where we've walked. The Lord knows he's that high priest who's touched with the feelings of our infirmities. The Lord understands when we're discouraged at times. He doesn't want to leave us there, but he certainly understands and he's there to help us. You know, mountaintops are wonderful. We love to be on the mountaintop. They're great for views and inspiration. Somebody once said, you know, it's down in the valley where the fruit is grown. It's in that valley, sometimes during those difficult times when the Lord proves himself the most faithful to us, where he develops things like patience and perseverance and those kinds of things. So we're thankful that the Lord, he understands when we're discouraged. He's a man of sorrows, acquainted with our grief, and yet he's there to help us and strengthen us if we'll look to him. Thankful for the Lord's Divine protection and deliverance. Verse 24 says, And hath redeemed us from our enemies, for his mercy endureth forever. I'm sure we could all think of times in our lives when maybe we encountered a dangerous situation when the Lord was there to help us, when we didn't even have an opportunity to pray. You know, God protects us. Says he gives his angels charge over us to keep us in all of our ways. The angel of the Lord encamps around those that fear and trust him so we can thank God for his divine protection. 
I was just thinking this morning of a situation that happened to me several years ago when I was working. And again, as I was commuting, it was uh, at the end of a day, and I was very tired and worn out. And I remember as I was driving on the 99, heading for home, I fell asleep at the wheel. Didn't realize it, of course, but I felt my car being bumped around a little bit into my lane. And as I woke up, I realized that I had bumped into the tires of a semi-truck right next to me. And as soon as I could, I pulled off the off-ramp and I offered up thanks to the Lord. I realized how close I was, but God had a reason for keeping me around, but I was thankful, you know, those times. We don't want to take those things for granted. God watches out for us, even when we don't have time to offer up a prayer at times. So we're thankful for God's divine protection. Thinking about Brother Roth, his message a few weeks ago, he told about even when his family was fleeing from Cambodia and trying to get to a refugee camp, just, just a child, and didn't even know the Lord at the time, but as they were crossing a river and they came to a place where many people had been swept into that river and drowned. He said as he was just a child, he felt himself falling backward and he felt a hand on his back propel him forward. And he looks back later and realizes that was God's hand protecting him. So we're thankful for God's divine protection. Verse 25, it tells us we can thank the Lord for our food and our daily provisions. It says, who giveth food to all flesh for his mercy endureth forever. You know, probably it's easy after Thanksgiving to look at a sink full of dishes and maybe you don't feel very thankful. <laughs> it can be a mess. But someone once suggested if you are ungrateful for those dirty dishes in that sink, think about where those dishes came from. You had a wonderful meal. You had plenty to eat. Be thankful you have dishes to eat on. So we want to make sure we thank the Lord for all of these blessings. He knows we begin to be grateful for the things of God. It will change our perspective on a lot of other things. Of course, we know the greatest reason for gratitude is salvation, redemption, being saved from our sins, being set free, passing from death unto life, being rescued by Christ himself. You know, Psalm 107.2 says, Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Does it matter that we verbalize our thanks as long as it's in our hearts? Well, it certainly does matter. You know, if we don't verbalize or unexpressed gratitude can often lead to ingratitude or it can seem like ingratitude that's why the Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. If the Lord has saved us and set us free, if the Lord has delivered us and strengthened us and helped us, he expects us to say so. I was reminded of a story about an older couple. And after several years, the wife came to the husband and she said, you know, you never tell me that you love me. And he said, well, I told you once. If I change my mind, I'll let you know. Well... Maybe in his heart he felt like he loved her, but by not expressing it, she kind of wondered. But with the Lord, we want to express our thanks and our gratitude to the Lord. When he does something for us, we want to express it by verbally and through testimony and song. We're so thankful. God, God is good to us. 
You know, think about what God does when he forgives us. When he saves us, Psalm 103, verse 3 and 4 says, He forgives all our iniquities and redeems us from destruction. Can you imagine how you'd feel if you were an inmate in prison on death row? You've been found guilty of crimes you knew you committed. No hope. You were headed for destruction, and all of a sudden somebody comes along and says, I'm willing to commute your sentence, or I'm willing to pay your fine. I'm willing to set you free and let you go. All you have to do is confess your crimes and turn from that old life and get a brand new start, and the record will be wiped clean. Any any person in that situation would jump at that opportunity. They would be grateful, but in a spiritual sense, that's exactly what the Lord does for us. You know, we were bound in our sins, headed for a lost eternity, but the Lord comes along and he offers salvation if we're truly willing to repent and turn from our wicked ways, turn to the Lord, confess our sins. God forgives us and sets us free. He erases that old record of wrongs. It says that he doesn't remember those things against us anymore. It's wonderful. Certainly that should fill our hearts with gratitude. I thought of another portion of Scripture in Luke chapter 10. It says that Several of Christ's disciples, I believe there were 70 of them or so, they went out and they came back to Jesus. They were so excited and they said that we went out and we were able to cast out devils. Even the devils were subject unto us. But I thought about Christ's response there. He says, rejoice not in the fact that the devils are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. That's the greatest reason in all the world to rejoice is that our names are in that Lamb's book of life, greater than any other blessing we may receive. You know, we want to thank the Lord for His mercy. You know, salvation is not possible without God's mercy. I thought of a definition of mercy. It's God withholding us, withholding from us what we do deserve. Grace is what God gives us. We don't deserve it. But mercy is actually when the Lord withholds from us what we do deserve. We deserve punishment. We deserve to be condemned for our sins. The Bible says that uh, the wages of sin is death. But the Lord is long-suffering. The Word of God tells us it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because His compassions fail not. Because of God's mercy that the Lord gives us opportunity after opportunity to be saved and to know Him, to have our sins forgiven. Uh, we want to make sure, we want to thank God for His mercy. Titus 3.5 says, Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy He saved us. You know, realizing God's mercy should fill us with a sense of gratitude. One of the most ungrateful things we can do is to be presumptuous with God's mercy, but we want to make sure we thank the Lord for His mercy every day. His mercies are new every morning. You know, the Word of God tells us we're to express our gratitude when the Lord delivers us from trouble. Psalm 50, verse 15 says, Call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. Psalm 59.16 says, I will sing of thy power, yea, I will sing aloud of thy mercy to 
the morning, for thou hast been my defense and my refuge in the day of my trouble. You know, when the Lord delivers us from difficult situations, when the Lord delivers us from trouble, we're to praise the Lord and thank him for that. I thought of a testimony about an older brother. He's passed away now, but he said several years ago he was painting a lady's house for her, and he was in the living room, and I believe she may have even had white carpet. It was an immaculate house, and he said as he's there painting, he accidentally knocked over a gallon of paint right on her white carpet. And he said it just so happened at just the same moment the homeowner, the lady, walked into the living room there where he was painting. And he realized he was in trouble. She didn't say anything. She just kind of looked at him. And so he started to apologize and get down and scrub the floor. And she turned around and she left. And so he was praying and reminding the Lord how God had delivered Daniel from the lion's den and how the Lord had helped in difficult situations, just praying that the Lord would somehow help him here in this difficult situation. Well, he got the mess cleaned up, and sometime later he heard her car pull up in the driveway. She had left and come back, and she walked into the living room with a gallon of ice cream. And she offered him the ice cream and said, you're the nicest man I've ever met. So the Lord delivered him from a difficult situation. We can all think of times maybe when the Lord delivered us from a trying circumstance or a difficult situation. We want to make sure we thank the Lord for those times. What can cause a person to be ungrateful? Well, you know, when people develop an entitlement mentality, that can often lead to ingratitude. Sometimes people get this idea that the Lord somehow owes us something, or maybe we deserve more. You know, that's a dangerous, dangerous attitude. Oftentimes when we get into entitlement mentality, uh, it leads to ungratefulness. Somehow we think we're not getting what we deserve. Word of God talks about comparing ourselves to others. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12 says, They that compare themselves among themselves are not wise. You know, when we compare ourselves with others, it does three things. It causes us to focus on what we don't have, which can lead to ingratitude. It keeps us on focusing on what we do have, which can lead to forgetfulness. And it makes us focus on what others have, which leads to covetousness. So we can say uh, we don't, it's not wise to compare ourselves with others. That can lead to ingratitude and unthankfulness. Not only does it make us ungrateful for what we don't have, but it can, it can actually make us despise what we do have. You know, I remember as a kid, when you're at Christmas time, my mom and dad bought me a bicycle. It was a perfectly good bike. It was a Huffy. And it had yellow mag wheels on it. It was a perfectly good bike. A friend of mine down the street had the very same bike, but, you know, to me it just wasn't cool enough as a kid. I wanted a mongoose. I didn't want a Huffy. And I was kind of ungrateful about that. And I look back now and I'm kind of ashamed. My dad worked hard to provide for us and it was a perfectly good bike. But then I was reminded about his first bicycle that he told me about. 
He had begged my grandpa for a bike, so finally my grandpa was pretty frugal. He bought him a bike without any tires, just had the metal rims. My dad said it was a horrible thing to ride around the neighborhood on a bike with no tires. It was uncomfortable and loud. And But I thought, you know, it's a matter of perspective. We don't want to compare ourselves with others. We want to be thankful for what God has given us. You know, the Bible warns us about the danger of ingratitude. Romans 1.21, it says, Because that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. If you read the first chapter of Romans, you read about the awful sin and the debauchery that the human race had fallen into and things that are mentioned there that are abominations to the Lord. But, you know, all of those things started with ungratefulness and unthankfulness. It's a dangerous thing. It can actually lead to apostasy. Well, what's the cure for ingratitude? It says they glorified him not, neither were they thankful. So the cure is to glorify God and be thankful. Gratitude recognizes that every good and perfect gift comes from the Father of lights. The Bible says, with whom is no variable nor shadow of turning. Every good thing we possess in our life is a gift from God. You know, we need to ask God to help us realize how abundantly blessed we are. We need to focus on what we have rather than on what we lack. You know, the thing about it, if you think hard enough, you realize there are always those that have far less than we do. Certainly there are, and it should help us to be thankful for what we have, but gratitude will also help us to pray for others that are less fortunate than we are. First Thessalonians chapter 5 gives us a formula for being grateful. Verse 16 says, Rejoice evermore. Verse 17 says, Pray without ceasing in everything. In everything, give thanks. Doesn't necessarily say for everything, but it says, In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Gratitude is God's will. And we know whenever we do God's will, God blesses us for doing that. What does genuine gratitude look like? You know, can anybody offer up praise and show gratitude to God? Well, there are people that are thankful, that seem grateful. But you know, I really believe the kind of gratitude that the Lord recognizes and responds to has to come from a pure, regenerated heart. The first commandment God gives us is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. You know, we can't truly offer God the gratitude and praise of being King of kings and Lord of lords until he's King and King of Lord of lords of our heart and lives. So truly, our praise, true, genuine praise and gratitude has to come from a regenerated heart. You know, true gratitude to the Lord isn't based on what God does, but on who He is. He's our Creator. God holds our very breath in His hands. God is in control of everything. 
And God in his mercy and grace offers us an opportunity to know him. Uh, You know, I was thinking again of another testimony. I believe it was Sister Susan Anderson. And for years she was away from the Lord and um, doing her own thing. And she said one day she was flying back into, I believe it was into Oregon, and she was on a plane and she said she looked out the window and she saw God's creation And she began to see the mountains and all of the beautiful things that he created. And she thought, you know, I haven't thanked the Lord for these things. So she began to thank the Lord for just how good he was. And pretty soon the Lord began to speak to her heart. The Lord began to soften her. And she realized she had uh, turned her back on the Lord. And right there, several thousand feet there, she gave her heart to the Lord. But she began by focusing on simply who God was. And it filled her with a sense of gratitude and awe. And the Lord saved her that day on that airplane. You know, gratitude is really the gateway to all other spiritual blessings. We know gratitude begats humility. Humility brings God's grace. The Bible says that the Lord resists the proud but gives grace unto the humble. You know, grace and humility, it helps us to realize that all of our blessings have been received and not earned. God is good. We want to thank him for it. True gratitude is showing a heartfelt appreciation for what the Lord has done for us. When we think about the debt of sin, the debt we owe the Lord, you know, Really, we can't fully comprehend the price that Christ paid for us. As undeserving as we were, and the Lord willingly took those sins upon himself and nailed them to the cross and offers us redemption and salvation. You know, when we're saved, that debt of sin is canceled. We find ourselves in debt like never before. But you know, it's a good kind of debt. It's not like financial debt that just makes you feel like you're in bondage. No, I tell you, an indebtedness to the Lord leads to liberty and gratitude. When we realize what Christ has done for us, we hopefully will have a sense of gratitude. We'll want to spend the rest of our lives just trying to serve the Lord out of a sense of gratitude and thankfulness for what he's done. You know, the Lord still offers salvation to every person today. The Lord is still calling. Many people aren't really thankful for Holy Ghost conviction, at least not when they're going through it. But if the Spirit of the Lord is drawing your heart today, maybe you're listening in and you realize you're unsaved. If the Lord is speaking to you, be thankful for that. The Lord is giving you one more opportunity to get to know Him, to give your life to Him. You know, the Lord is so good. He's calling even this morning. Your debt can be canceled. You can be set free and filled with gratitude this morning for what the Lord has done. You know, I would challenge myself and challenge all of you as we go into Thanksgiving this week. You know, look back on this past year. They say hindsight's twenty twenty. We would probably all like to look back on this year and get it behind us. But, you know, really the Lord has done some wonderful things. Even in this past year, think about what the Lord has done. I thought about that song, Count Your Blessings. Name them one by one and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. There's another verse. 
to that song. It says, count your many blessings, name them two by two, and it will amaze you what the Lord will do. God still wants to help. God wants to bless this morning. I would encourage you again, just offer up a prayer of praise and thanksgiving to the Lord. If you're not saved, yield your heart and life to the Lord. The Lord will send you on your way rejoicing. We're thankful again. May God bless you through this Thanksgiving season. Then we'll dismiss in prayer.